to another episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your hosts, Siobhan Camille. And Ta'e Michelle. Where we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little. So as you can see, this is another episode that is a wine in color. So you can see us on YouTube and we hope that you join us on the couch. Um, before yeah. we get started, this is once this is episode 12. We've been doing this for three months. Clap, clap to us. Surprise. A whole quarter under our belt. A whole quarter. And I pulled some stuff because I want to thank y'all who are listening every week. <laughs> and so from May 1st to June 30th, our top five countries were the United States, of course, United Kingdom, Brazil. Hey. Germany uh, and Mexico. And I will give a little shout out to Costa Rica because they were up there too. Like, we international. And I want to thank all y'all. We entered in these streets. I don't know. Thank all y'all for listening. And in the United States, can you guess, Michelle, what our number one city is? I cannot. I am, um, I, I'm nervously excited. I uh, I don't know because I feel I like I will give you a hint and say it's in the south. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Uh, right. You want me to guess the city or like guess the city? Guess first or guess the state. Three guesses on the state, and then I'll see if you can guess the city. Okay, Georgia. Uh uh-uh, uh no. South Carolina. No. Mississippi. Mm-mm. Our top cities. So I want to give a shout out to everybody in Dallas, Texas. Wow. Right. <laughs> I want to thank everybody in Dallas, Texas who is listening. Okay, Dallas. Y'all are pulling ranks. I would have never thought ever. You heard where I went. I was like, well, I have family in those places, but I do have family in Texas. So I can't say that either. I but have family in Texas too, but they're in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Dallas. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. The, the follow up, the runner ups, we got the DMV, of course. You did, you know, DC, Tuckerhead, okay. like Richmond, Largo, Bowie, Lanham, all of that. Illinois is coming in third. Okay, okay. The Chicago, the shy is listening a little bit. And then we got New York, you know. Of hey. course. You know, you know. Um, as well as Pennsylvania. And the shocker okay. in the city, well, it's more the states. We have listeners in Tennessee, Kentucky on that border. Oh, wow. Uh, well, hello, hello. One, 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 one. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we definitely appreciate the support. I'm excited. I'm so excited to see what the rest of uh, the year um, has in store for us. We, oh, I, y'all understand. Like, y'all just made my whole day. Right. Yay. I was so touched. <laughs> I was so touched. And thank y'all. Y'all are listening on Amazon, Google, Safari, Overcast, which I've never even heard of, and Apple. <laughs> Um, so y'all are listening. 
listening. And we would like to thank you so much for taking oh. your time out to listen to this. It means yes. so much. Yes, yes, it definitely does. Um, like we say all the time, look, we're just regular people. And sometimes we just like, we want to whine about something just to get it off our chest a little bit. And we know we're not the only ones who feel this way. So please, while you're listening and subscribing, give us those notes, give us, let us know, you know, give us your feedback on any of the topics that we have already covered or make suggestions. We are open for suggestions. Indeed. You know, if you have something you think about one day, you know what? I just want to vent about this. Let's, let's hit up, hit us up. We will definitely be a, hey, yeah, we could probably, we could talk about it. We could talk about it for sure. If y'all got wines that y'all would like us to try or that y'all have tried some of ours and you did agree to dis disagree, <laughs> we us know. Go to the website, a little something to whine about.com. We want to hear from you. Genuine. Yes. Yes, we want to hear your opinions. What are your favorite wines? What are some of the wines that you like to eat with your favorite meal? Like, give us, <laughs> instead of all the tea, give us all the wine. <laughs> give us all the wine. Give us all the wine. <laughs> um, for those who may be new to the show, Welcome, welcome, welcome. We love you too. We, we thank you for coming through and showing your support. Uh, today's topic, though, we're whining in color about something that is very, very, um, this one hits a little home for me. This, and I'm sure it does for Siobhan as well. Um, we're going to be talking about hell. This is part of our beauty series, which is why it's in color. So we're going to be talking about hair, rather long, short, natural, relaxed, texturized, <laughs> texturized, <laughs> straightened, however you want to say it, press curl, fry, dilate to the side with the jerk curl juice, however you want <laughs> to, to, to wear your hair, do your thing. Um, we truly feel hair is an expression of you mm. um but that's what we're going to be talking about today and we're going to talk about it on the social acceptance level of things but before we get into that of course you know we have to whine about our wine so Shavon, tell me what it is you're whining today <laughs> so my wine is in honor of july 22nd is national shiraz day so we both have a shiraz not the same yes. shiraz you know we don't ever drink the same thing unless it's a wine out we don't um, I have Terra Barossa Shiraz, it's a 2018 by Thorn Clark Barossa Winemakers. Um, it got, it's a five-star winery by the Halliday 2020 Wine Companion. I don't really know what that means, but y'all did it, so good job. <laughs> so I will be trying this, uh, Shiraz, and who will you be having? <laughs> well, um, I have, uh, I want to say this is a, sh it says shoe fly. It's S-H-O-O-F-L-Y. Yeah, that sounds like shoe fly. Yeah, sounds like shoe fly. Um, and it's the Shiraz. It's from South Australia. It's from two, it's a 2013. Um, we will put pictures on our Instagram at a little something, the number two wine about. Um, so that you guys can actually see the bottles. Um, I have never had this, so we're popping grapes. You know, we like to do that. Um, it, and from the smell of it, it smells interesting. Not bad interesting, 
but interesting, like, hmm, I wonder. It definitely has an earthy, an earthy type mind has like a, it's solid. It's not light. This is not going to be light, I feel like. So, okay, real quick wine, just so you know. I was taught how to properly swirl your wine. You're going to take your two fingers, the middle finger and the ring finger, and place them on the stem. Your ring finger will go on the base of the glass, and your pinky goes close to the base at the bottom. Your thumb placement is wherever is natural, and you just swirl just slightly. And that is supposed to give you the control that you need to slightly swirl. Just a little education. I learned that at a wine tasting, y'all. So, hey, I wanted to share. So, all our fellow winers, we know how to swirl now. <laughs> and I do want to say that I learned that the Shiraz is an Australian grape. So, they will, most of them, I think, are all Australian. The, the, the Syrah is the other, it's the same thing, but it's that's European version. Uh -huh. So, that is what I did learn about the Okay, Shiraz. look, we are learning. Okay, we are learning. We are, whatever we learn, we will share with you so we can all learn and wine together. <laughs> okay, so cheers. Here cheers. we go. Mm. So hair social acceptance. Mm. Mm. That was a nice, that was a nice sip. Yes, yeah. hair and social acceptance. Um, for, for me, I will say hair and social acceptance is something that is not new. This is something that is, it's a, I feel like it's an age old tale. It's cultural based. I feel like it's so much, it's a um, very controversial uh, topic because so many people feel so many different ways about their own their own experiences. Um, some people have positive experiences. Some people have negative experiences. As an African American black woman, um, I have, for the most part, I've been okay with my hair. I think my biggest issue, as far as my hair goes, is just making sure that it's done to the point where I like it. Um, one thing my mom definitely installed in both my sister and I was as long as you feel good about how you look then and you're healthy, then you should be fine. So yeah. I think with that, that's why at younger ages, we were able to pick our hairstyles. Um, my mom even let us get like uh, express ourselves with like the uh, uh, the uh, what the beads. Yeah, because they had beads that looked like dog bones. That's what we called them. But it was like the three, like a triangle type thing. I'm sure you've seen it. Most people made bracelets out of them, but my mom used to put them on our hair. So we had those. We had the big jumbo beads. We had the the, the regular beads, but my mom would literally cornroll them into a, like a, a design. So we were always very creative. Or, you know, we always had a lot of freedom with our hair as long as it was done, um, even to the point with colors. Um, and I know coloring is and can be a big thing depending on age and the times now from the times then have definitely changed. I feel like my mom was a little forward uh, with that because she, while she wouldn't allow us to color our hair, we could have fake hair that had color in it because it could come out. 
it wasn't going to be a real hit, but it could come out. Um, but I think a lot of that had to do with just society in itself. Um, as we were speaking earlier in reference to coloring your hair and social acceptance, um, because for a long time, the typical standard of beauty is Euro. We all know this. It, it, it is. And Euro, straight, blonde hair. So, you know, it, it was, remember, when everybody wore, like, the streaks. <laughs> everybody went, oh, I want blonde streaks. And then if you had red streaks, you were kind of seen as, like, a rebel or any other color. It was like, oh, you a little edgy. And just that whole perception mm-hmm. of what color meant in your hair kind of like with fingernails too but that's a whole nother wine for another day um and and makeup because remember your mom was like you're not wearing no red lipstick you ain't grown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i feel like any type of color that wasn't natural it was automatically yeah. assumed you growing up too fast you trying you know it, i feel like in some senses it may have been, um, I don't want to say over-sexualized, but in a way, if people are seeing as you being too grown, maybe it was like, oh, you grown. People your age aren't going to look at you. They're going to picture you as something that you're not, maybe. I don't know. But um, as far as that goes, I wasn't raised to know that social, that my hair in itself, in its natural form, wasn't socially accepted. I didn't find that out until I got to uh, high school when we started talking about getting a job. Mm-hmm. You know, when, mm-hmm. when you start talking about getting a job, it was, you know, when you get a job, you have to have your hair, you know, they would say neat and in place. And we, you know, growing up, I thought that was, oh, okay, so I need a perm. That's what you're saying. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, okay. I need my, my hair needs to be straight. You know, no, nothing rough and, you know, red, red, red. What is it? Rough and raggedy. Not raggedy, Thank but you. edgy. Mm-hmm. Reg- yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Y'all know my language, my words. <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, <laughs> so when that came about, it was, oh, okay. I had already got relaxers. So I was like, that's easy. You know, just make sure your hair is neat fine it wasn't until like really getting into the workplace especially when you start talking corporate where i realized oh you got if you have a bush no my first experience was with locks i noticed my job wasn't hiring people with locks i never thought anything about it you know um and then it just kind of, you start hey, noticing things. You start okay. noticing things. You start thinking. Your brains and at the back of the head, your wheels start turning. Right. And then, it, well, yeah, if you have locks, you know, your dirty locks. Why do they have to be dirty? How do you? You have, well, did you wash them? Like not wash it? Do you, how do you know that? So those types of things. And then it was, oh well, you can wear locks as long as you keep the meat. Mm-hmm. Isn't that? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I think that's when it really became, oh, then this is what the turning point was for me. I went to work and we worked with my first job, my first, not, and it wasn't quite corporate. It wasn't, it was dealing with children. 
One of the girls wore her bush gorgeous, like hair. She already had the hair that it was like, if you wet it, it was, mm-hmm. you know, the quote unquote, you know, acceptable hair. But she wore it out. She had blue dry. It was, it was gorgeous. It was fluffy. It was like, ooh. I was like, I want my hair like that. Now, nah, no one, girl, that's not your hair texture. It was a whole lot more into this. <laughs> I want my hair like that. And she got sent home. It said yeah. her hair was unruly. And I was like, first of all, we work with children. Do you not see what they look like <laughs> when they ripping their money through me? <laughs> that's her. <laughs> but they was like, well, it's unprofessional. I was like, was no, no, this was a person who worked there. She just wore oh. her hair out. Oh, okay. I thought y'all were like, <laughs> like, what was, I was so confused because, you know, back in the day, our parents, they wore bushes. You, you know, know the out, the big and So I was so confused. And then the more classes I took as far as entrepreneurship and things like that, when they would go through those things and teach you that, you were like, so I don't think I hate it. I didn't. I didn't turn my hair into hate. Um, I just liked my hair straight until my head decided it didn't want to get straight no more. <laughs> and that was some years ago. Like that's recent. And then I was like, okay, well, now I'm forced to wear my hair natural. And again, from then to now the hair care line, hair care procedures and all of that have grown. Um, people are seeing things differently, uh, but that's just, just my hair experience as far as social acceptance, as far as you know, hairstyling goes. Um, I have seen stories lately on the news about the, the gentleman who just was allowed to become a lawyer, he passed the bar some time ago and he refused to do something with his locks, uh, that sort, and how, because it wasn't quote unquote acceptable. And to me, for this to be the year 2021 and the fact that we're still dealing with this social acceptance of your hair, right? That's a problem. <clears throat> that's a problem. We, had, we have gotten to the place where we are, we're not working in coal factories. You know, we're not, we have iPhones, you know, all this technology and your hair is a major issue in society. How you wear your hair, not how you keep it, not the smell of it, like not, you know, none of that, but the texture of something or something kind of like, just like your skin color, you cannot control as far as the texture and how it curls or how it's straight, it's still an issue in 2021. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Like, what, what, like what's up? Like, for real, like, I, that blows my mind still to this day. Like, completely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and and God knows this force see texture head that I promise you if I wet it, the shrinkage is real, as we like to say. 
<laughs> it, it's a struggle for me, but it's a struggle for me to do it, not a struggle for me to accept it. And I, I don't, I can't say I don't understand because I do understand. Just And the reason why I say I understand is because I understand, I look at hair in the same way I look at racism. It's just a whole nother line to the back. Whole nother section to that. It's, it's, it's just, uh, it's one of those things was like, come on, y'all. There's so many other things out here we have an issue with, but you have an issue with this person having locks. You have an issue with, that's not even go there. The girl who decides to shave her head off, her hair off. Oh my goodness, she shaved her hair off. What's wrong? Is she going through depression? And I'm guilty of that because one of who's now an acquaintance of mine, she did that. And my first thing was, is she all right? But that's what we programmed to think that if a woman cuts her hair off, then there's something wrong. Mhm. Mhm. And this is for someone, and and it's it's funny. And you're right; it gotta be. It's a program because, in the same way, she did that to her hair. I had already been there, done that to my own, and nothing was wrong with me. <laughs> so, it, ooh, I feel I, I feel convicted. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, because I have worn the the quote unquote rebel hairstyles where you shave off one side of your hair and your hair is long on the other side. Then I went and shaved the other side and I had a mohawk. Then I went and cut it all off and I had the whole little natural thing. And then I would permit when and cut that off. Girl, me and my hair been through some things, okay? Um, but and you know what? I have another story, but I'm going to let you go on and talk because I talk too much. <laughs> I will say for me, social acceptance of my hair, I've never really had a problem with it, but everybody else seemed to. Mm. And we, I guess, I'll say this to touch, this is how the bullying started. So uh, real quick, I went to, I, I was seven second grade when I went to my, my elementary school that I wound up going to. It was a K through eight school. I got there in second grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. I want to say it stopped in seventh, but there's a caveat to why it stopped in seventh. Um, and that's a one for another time. But for five years straight, every day I heard, oh, you nappy headed. Oh, you nappy headed. And mind you, these were other black children. So we do this to each other. Yes. And then I want to put this aside in there that we do this to each other as children and we harp on girls. Because I heard this from girls and boys, mostly girls. But boys did this too. And then when you become older and you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, these same boys that called girls nappy-headed when they were younger want to turn around and say, I don't understand why y'all want to wear all these weaves and wigs and this, that, and the third. Because apparently you forgot that you believed Siobhan and Andrea and Lisa about having nappy hair when they were children. But now every, like, like let's, let's, let's address that elephant in the room, mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen, especially to the gentlemen, although I'm sure they're not going to listen to this because it's beauty suite. But um, that's what bothers me as an adult is all these dudes that I see everywhere talking about why can't black women love their hair? I'm sorry. I, I will put money that you called some chick nappy headed at some point in your life. 
or, or, or the songs. Or the oh, songs, all of that. Like, I'm not going to hold in the back. Jailed up, weaved up. You your head all of up. these songs and you quoted them to girls. And now you want to know at 20 something why all the black women let it you know, let you tell it why black women don't like their hair. Why y'all always wearing these wigs? Why y'all want to be like white girls? Why you want to be like Spanish girls? Because you didn't you didn't call them that yet. But I'm digressing back to where I started. So for me, it was I was called nappy headed. Now, the the funny part, there was a girl who led this charge and she was black and Puerto Rican mixed. Just I'm putting that out there. My mother said, you know, well, maybe she'll change. I, I said, no, whatever. If my mom's listening to this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You on that thing about people could change. I stay about what I said. Not everybody can. No. Um, but she led the charge. The funny part was, I'm going to tell you part of why it stopped around sixth grade was we went on, we went to a lake for a field trip because it was nearing the summer. We went to like Green Lakes, I think is what it was. And we get, so we all swam, we whatever, whatever. This girl bullied me worse than anybody else for fourth grade, fifth grade, and part, most of sixth grade. Sixth grade, she was sitting on the bus and she was like, I was about, I had my comb and I was about to comb my hair out. And she, oh, she wanted to let me comb your hair. And I was like, <sighs> Like, you know, I was like, this doesn't end well, I feel like. Like, if I say no, it ends poorly. If I say yes, and it, it catches one time, it's going to be a problem. But I was just like, fine. Because I couldn't really get the back anyway. So I was like, fine, here. So she combed it, right? I will never, ever forget this in my life. This is 11-year-old me letting this girl comb my hair. And she was like, oh, my God, your hair is not that nappy. <laughs> you had hearts on me for three years about the part of me want to punch in the mouth the other part of me want to be like no 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 no. it will be nappy till you die because you swore for three years that it was nappy don't come at me now talking about your hair's not nappy I'm, trying to hear you. I'm not trying to hear you um but it was oh your hair's not really nappy the thing about my hair is it's this it's deceiving because I have four four curl patterns in my head so the back of my hair is a solid 4B. The middle is pretty much a 3C, 3B. The front right is about, it gets to be about a 3A, 3B. And then the front left, for whatever reason, is a solid like 2B, 2C. All you, all I got to do is take a comb today after washing in the shower, and it's... It's just strike. But this is what happens when your heritage is African, Native American, and European. And everything okay. else up in there. And, and everything else up in there. That is what happens. And so, and that's with, that's with like, and mind you, at the time when I was 11, I had like a kitty perm. Okay. So like, it just, it was a, you know, kitty perm. That's for me. Okay. <laughs> and I, as an adult, have had, you know, I've done the relaxer thing. I basically only relax. <laughs> like, it's funny because when people be like, natural, pro relaxer, natural, pro relaxer, I'm literally standing in the middle because I get the back half of my hair relaxed because, and as you said, to me, it's more about hair being healthy. And the reason I get the back relaxed is because I'm lazy. I don't want to do it. So if it's curly, I'll braid it. Like, and you know, you've seen where the back of my head is braided yeah. and the front is over it in a ponytail you can't really see. Or I put a weave in literally just the back because I done braided it and I need some, and I'll get a weave that's close to my texture and keep it rocking. But it's because 
the back because it's for me and I, I can't really get to it and I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and whatever. And at the time it took me so long to find a moisturizer that worked, it would break off. That's really what it came down to was like, well, if it's relaxed, the air gets to it, my hands can get to it, I can get through it without all of the extra and then the combs breaking it because I'm pulling through dry hair and I can't find a moisturizer. Now I have been able, as you say, as products move forward, I've been able to find various products that work for me. In fact, I just got some new ones. Um, I tried Morel or Miel, sorry, I tried Miel and I actually really, really like it. I was looking for oh, something. Oh, you say that. Yes, Miel. I'm assuming, I'm, I'm assuming, M-I-E-L-L-E says Miel to me, but I could be, it could be Miel-A, oh, yeah. Miel-A. I, 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 I was, I, I called it Miel-A. I don't know, I didn't look, look. it up. I didn't look it up. I, mean, look, look. I, 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 was, like, oh, I was like, that's close to Michelle. I'll try that. Look, M-I is me in Spanish. E-L-L-E is L in French. Me, L. That's what I got, okay? That's, that's who I am. My name. My name. <laughs> Boom. Okay? Price that's my sh- out, me, L. See what I'm saying? Michelle, me, L, right? It's all right there. It I'm works. With it. I'm with it. It works. It works. It works. I'm not... But she keeps my hair moisturized. And then Camille Rose has a really good, um, because I see a lot of stuff on Instagram. And it's funny because just before, and we had to talk about social media, just before we did this, all I see now is hair All I see now is hair stuff. And all I see is the stuff about Chebe powder. This will grow your hair. This will grow your hair. This will grow your hair. I like Camille Rose because I like the tingle. I like the feel. I like her her product. But I would say for me, as far as social acceptance of my hair, I never had an issue with it. And I have cut it off. I didn't cut like razor shape. (laughs) But I cut my hair right when I was living in Boston. I went home to New York and I finally, because I've always been, I've always thought women with short hair were like gorgeous. And I wanted short hair. And I went to my hairdresser and I was like, just cut it. We cutting it. And I showed her a picture and it was like layered three. It was longer in the front, shorter in the back, make it happen. And I did that. And then I basically let the relaxer grow out. So I went full natural for like a year. But I had, because my hair grows so fast, I had a weave in it. So like I cut my hair in March and I could put it in a ponytail, whack ponytail, but a ponytail by like July. So I was like, and then it got to that weird, awkward stage where you can't really do anything with it. It's not really short. It's not really long. Let me tell y'all, this hair stage, (laughs) this from, from the, this part to this part, this, this here, this here is why I don't like to grow my hair out, amongst other reasons. This here stage. Yeah, the neck to the shoulder. What are you doing? It's awkward. What are you doing? Because my back is always long and it feels like the middle of my head never gets here. Like it, it, it gets here and it never... It never gets, it never gets thick. And then again, my opinion, my experience, girl, but that, that phase right here, I, I'm, I'm with you. I get, but no, I'm with you with the short haircut. The girl, I was in high school. Lady told me, yeah, we don't have to cut your hair because your hair is completely damaged. I'm looking like, who? Cut who hair? Now, it's not like my hair was long to begin with. Like I had a, a decent ponytail. You know, I was like, what you mean? So she was like, no, if you don't want all of it to break off, you're going to have to cut it. Girl, she cut my hair when I say I cried, I cried. 
when I got to school, people was like, oh my God, Michelle, so pretty. And on the inside, I was like, what in the H double hockey sticks are you guys looking at? This is horrible. I'm bald-headed. To make it worse, one of my homies, like homies, she stopped calling me little bald head monkey. Oh no. <laughs> she was like, hey little bald head monkey. And she would just and she meant it in a funny way, not like haha, I'm teasing you because I got a little peanut head. Like I, I do. So I was like, and I was a lot smaller then, and it's a whole thing with me and her. Like it was a whole story behind it. So and it was just a thing. So I was always a little monkey, but then when I cut my hair, I was a little bald head monkey. So it was like, oh, okay. So I let it grow back. But when I got grown and I cut my hair, and you and I realized. The, my features, you know, because when I was in high school, I wasn't one of those ones who recognized features and things like that. That wasn't what I was into. It was strictly dance. If it won't dance, I ain't care about a body, a butt, a arm, a, nothing. So feature-wise and being aware of your body, I didn't grow into that until after high school. Mm. So I was a late person in that. In fact, I hated my body too because I was known as the girl on the dance team with the big butt. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. I still don't like it as an identify, identifying piece. But right. I understand now why they said it, but they said still don't accept it, but I understand it. Right. So with my hair, it was always, oh, this person got long hair. Now I had to cut all mine off. This person has this, you know, that. Then when it got to the point, I was like, you know what, fine. That's when I got to high school. I was able to, my mom went to tracks and weed. So I started learning about that. And girl, you couldn't tell me nothing. In fact, my freshman year pictures, I was my first weed. And it was really, really curly. And you know how when they used to have you sit up and cock your head to the side? Mm. For some reason, I always had people who wanted me to cock my head like all the way to the side. So my freshman year pictures, I have like these beautiful curls. Stop like down here. But it looks like my hair is too heavy for my head because I'm literally like this. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I don't know what photographers do in school. School photographers are ter- were terrible, terrible at home. I don't have a vendetta against me because I promise you, I didn't take a good school picture. Not even my senior pictures, girl. Horrible. <laughs> And I think that's that's why when I became when people was like, oh, you have when I got offered the modeling thing, I was like, y'all was like pictures of me. That's what I'm talking about, like taking pictures of me. Like, what? I like taking pictures of me, but it, it don't work out right. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel you. so but and that's 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 where the whole we thing started for me. But um yeah, it was it. it I wasn't shunned or anything like that. Um, yeah. Uh, Hair for me is like, like it's, it's, it's something. What the story I was going to tell you was, like, why it's on my mind. Huh. I went to work. Now, people at my job have seen me do a whole bunch of stuff with my head. And my whole bunch of stuff is a whole bunch of stuff, but in a a very non, what I consider non-eccentric um, way, in my opinion. Okay. I went to church. Mm. 
And this lady says, oh, you cut your hair. This is when I did the shade. Mm. You cut your hair. I was like, yeah. She said, and your job didn't say anything about that? <laughs> First of all, my director said, Michelle, no. <laughs> also, this Christian here girl is <laughs> getting ready to let you have it. <laughs> okay? Um, but that was the first time it was like, what does my hair have to do with my capability of my job? Nothing. But I will say that that is part of what's been pushed on us is, again, just this acceptance of Euro standards and pushing it on each other the whole <laughs> nappy headed teasing thing that people do maliciously i'm not saying you know joke but i'm saying maliciously yeah yeah right what you got from work or from the woman at church about work because we are conditioned to you got to do this and i wouldn't i'm not gonna say i wouldn't have an issue i wouldn't have necessarily an issue with it i understand it from the fact of the ruling class, whether it's the my, my, my majority as it is right now of, you know, Caucasians or the elite, because again, I'm watching Rain and you have kings and queens who are like five people, like their whole courts is like them and their family, five people who are running the telling the whole nation what to do. Um, that's the way that it is. But that does not mean that you need to bring it home. Mm -hmm. that does not mean that you bring it to your community you understand for example and i use languages because you know i love languages if i know that in my house we speak evil my house speaks evil now we may go outside and have to speak english because we are in america but when we come home evil like and if you're going to bring english in here don't bring the bad stuff so if you're going to bring the eurocentric based stuff home which you kind of have to in ways because it's an it's an unavoidable it's just where we the are tv brings it in your house if nothing else but the whole oh you nappy headed oh you stay oh all of that the anti-blackness of the mate of the of the major culture mm -hmm. or the larger culture people really got to stop bringing it home because yeah. you raise children with it around them who then become damaged adults later. So as I said, to bring it back, it's those guys now in their 20s and 30s going like, I don't know why these black women hate their hair. Oh, y'all hate y'all hair. Like we just grew, grow, like we just woke up one day like, oh, I hate, I hate my 4C. I hate my 4B. Right. I don't like this. I'm gonna go get a weed. Like we just one what day. What are you comparing it to? Why do you hate it? Like, and that's, and see, and that, that was, that would, why do you hate it? What are you comparing it to? Well, her hair is straight. Your hair can get straight. Her hair can't do what yours can. So you, if nothing else, you got an advantage. You can do you more versatile. What? But like you said, TV program. Remember when we were younger? Uh, what is it? Vidal Sassoon. What mm, do we see? All the white women with the hair flip and the the eye, and it was the wind blowing. And you know, in the eighties movies, you know, the pinup girls they were able to have the sleek, and it was you know when they let it out, it was oh luxurious, according to them. So it is also, but we also brought the <laughs> we also brought the stereotype that we can't have long hair. And that's my other problem. Yep. Because I know a lot, like our niece, Kiki daughter, long. My mm -hmm. hair has always been 
long. There are other black women. You can go all over YouTube and see black women, straight, pure African women to black American women, hair down to their booties. Like, it can be done. But what you saw on TV was, as you say, the swip and any black woman who swooped had a weave. And my issue with it isn't that the black woman had a weave. Y'all seem to fail to want to acknowledge that everybody else had one too. Hey, the white chick got a weave, the Latina got a weave. Let's talk about accepting that. Let's, let's talk about social acceptance with the white woman wearing the weave. Let's touch bases on that. Let me tell you, just because y'all call them extensions, infusions, ma'am, still a weave. Ma'am, hello? Period. Ma I don't care. You can, someone could take a, a, a dump in a yard, and you can call it whatever you Compost want. Compost and any of that other stuff. It's, it's still. still a dump. Yeah, and that's not the word that I want to use, but I am. We we trying to, to keep it clean, right? Because right. oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. my ratchet side over here, like get it, girls. <laughs> though and you and I both know it takes for the ruling class to acknowledge even if it's something that the subcultures have been doing forever regardless of what that is regardless of what subculture it is really I know we focus a lot on black Americans getting things whitewashed if you will we're not the only ones but yeah. it, but it happens and this is this is why though because you like I say you get that ruling class to decide because I remember speaking of color hair I didn't get color hair I couldn't and the most I guess for it to make up for years of not getting the color hair is when I did the mermaid and just right. put every color in it. <laughs> uh, and I do want to say though, shout out, because that was my 27th birthday, my best birthday to date. And shout out to our sister Erica, Eureka, as I call her, for putting that in there. And I got so many compliments. Yep. That whole weekend. Yeah. Um, but it just shows the change because I remember when for the 4th of July, the black girls around my way would do the red, white, and blue braids. And that was considered ghetto. Oh, my sister, speaking of Eureka, or as you call her, Erica, Erica in high school, and this is why I say I feel like my mom was very uh, forward in mm -hmm. reference to things. My sister was known for being the girl with the colorful hair. Pep rally, homecoming, like anything that had to do with spirit, if your color it was orange and like green she green. had an orange ponytail a green ponytail if it was something going on it was this color and like she I compliment her for being that bold because again for me that's a lot but for her and if you ever if you know her you know that's her personality that's who she is that is still who she is to this day but she was that person and that's why i say i feel like my mom as far as social acceptance with hair she shielded us from a lot of it which is why it was kind of a shock culture shock as i got older as to what was quote unquote acceptable right right but yeah my sister was not afraid of color like my sister learned how to color tracks my sister like she is like you can say hey i need i want to be rainbow bright she go, okay, well, let's go get the bleach to this, to this. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, you go do that. <laughs> the only thing no. she hasn't been able to do for me is my Aurora Monroe Storm White. But if she can mm -hmm. figure that one out, you already know I want the, <laughs> I want the all white hair. I promise you, if I can find some, let me tell you right now, people say whatever they want to say about tracks. If I can find somebody that can give me a white weave, 
I am, I, you will never see my real hair again. You will never see it. <laughs> By the time I take it out, it'll be down to my butt because my hair goes stupid. I'm a type of person. Um, I love Storm as well, but like I'm the solid type of person. But I'm with you because that's now that's the one color that I would do. Like it was nothing for me to walk up in school and have braids and it would literally be like gray in my hair color. And people are like, oh my God, that makes you look so old. I'm like, I want salt and pepper hair. Like y'all don't understand. Like if I could have it, which at some point I know. I know that I will while I shield my grace. Um, but but I, I oh I love my grandmother has a white just right in the front. She got the robe happening. She got the robe right in the front. And I love it. And the rest of her hair song Don't know why, but that's what it is. So for me, salt and pepper has always been a thing. But I know you have been talking about this white hair for the longest time. So if anyone out there and and listening, if you know, please, please hit her up. But then I don't know because I'm scared because I might not know see your hair color. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you, at my grandmother's funeral, my aunt Jean came. And um, I'd never met this woman. It was the first and only time I probably ever meet her because she up there in the 80s too. Mm-hmm. Well together, like 100% can walk, talk, do all of that. But she up there in age. And she came and her, I literally turned to my mother and said, goals. Her hair was white and uh-huh. straight. And she, my mother was like, yeah, the, her, her beautician told her, you got to pick one. Either you, either you can color it or you can relax it, but you boo cannot do both because you will have no hair. So uh-huh. either you go all white and straight or you color it and stay curly. And she chose all white and straight. And God bless her for that. Because when I saw her, I said, hug me and, and let that, let the waters of your hair yes. rush over me so that I may inherit the all white. Because you got what I want, man. You got what I want. I want to be swinging white hair in people's face. That's my auntie. That, now, now, one of my aunts, um, my aunt Sue, my aunt Sue is the one who taught me how to love my short hair because um, she has dementia now. But before, when she didn't, you talk about a woman that can wear a short haircut and she taught me how to maintain. She told, and I, because I was really, this is when I first got my haircut when I didn't want it. I was really, I really went through, it was very um, traumatic for me. I didn't want it. I didn't like it. I didn't, I, I didn't. She's the one who sat me down and taught me how to accept it love it embrace it train it take care of it the whole nine yards so with that i appreciate her for that outside of that is the auntie that could cuss you out from the root of two to two to english and pig latin okay um love her to death like that that's my auntie um but i miss my hair i'm not gonna lie like when i cut it off and bought and if it wasn't for the fact that my hair grows so fast and it's just not worth it i would probably cut it again um i loved my short hair because it it was something let me let me be very clear i think and to your point we teach so much to girls and females that they are their hair and i understand like it's your crown that's great but that damages them if they have to get it cut even if it's for real reasons like if you that's why so many women go through so much stuff when they go through chemo when they have cancer because you're taught you are your hair, which is why I don't like the India RE song. I'm not my hair, but I appreciate the message. I just didn't like the song. But it's that, like, so like you say, when you are, you have to get your hair cut because it's damaged or you have to get a lot taken off. 
it does stuff psychologically to girls yeah. and women because we teach them that they are their hair and that's mm-hmm. not right that's not good and then there are so many there is a woman jerry kumari who i have known since i was a child has had short hair since i was a child's white woman was a ballet mistress we we met through the dance world and I have always envied her short hair. And so I finally, because for me, especially like I told you, I was bullied. I was skinny, which was not the thing to be where I was. Like, you gotta be thick, whatever. I was skinny. So, but everybody's thing was, she got long hair. She got long hair. She got long hair. She got long hair. So it psychologically was like, and I remember telling people when I was 12, like, yeah, but the people I like had short hair. Like, I like in celebrities, Nia Long, all of them, like their hair is short. I would like short hair. What? Girl, no, you can't. And this was guys. This was not girls. Girls weren't the ones like, don't cut it off. When I told girls, yeah, I want to cut my hair, they're just like, I mean, why? Yeah, it was, ooh, I got wow. different. I got, oh yeah, do it. See, I, that's what I said. I got different. Um, uh, I don't even talk to guys. I don't, I never put too much into what they say in real life anyway, because one minute they're one girl with long hair, but as soon as they see me alone, Holly Berry, oh they my God, it. it's mm-hmm. a whole, that's like, y'all, y'all, y'all just different. Um, but I'm but, saying like girls, but girls were like, I mean, why? Okay, why? Let's have this conversation. Guys right. like, no, what are you talking about? Like, that's my best and only feature. What I will say when I cut, I did notice the change. When I cut my hair off and I was in Boston and Boston is very, very white, but where I was was white. I actually was teaching at a bilingual school. So most people I was around were like Dominicans, black people, white people. I was around a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. What I noticed, and it wasn't like it was the same guy. So it could have been different guys and they may have like mm-hmm. put a lot of lower hair, short hair, wouldn't have cared. But I noticed when I cut my hair off, the amount of black men who showed me attention dropped. I mean, drastically, like gone. But the amount of white men and Latinos for where I was, which was basically Dominicans, up. Sky, oh, you're so pretty, mommy. Oh, hello, ma'am. You're so, hello, miss. Oh, my goodness, you're gorgeous. Sometimes I have my scarf on because when I would have my scarf on walking around, uh-huh. black was ignored, ignored, ignored. Nobody saw. When I had my scarf on, I actually lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. But when I, so when I walk around where I live, guys, white guys all the time are like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. And I think it made me realize when I cut my hair, like you say, features and stuff. Mm -hmm. I realized, and I wear my scarf a lot, a lot, you know, a lot. Um, I realized like, I'm not hiding behind my hair. Mm -hmm. And that was part of the reason that I went and cut it anyway. Because part of me was like, well, I don't even wear it out. Like I have the scarf on 90% of the time. So either you like my face or you don't. And I realized that to a lot of black men, I say all, but a lot in the ones that I was around, you're not looking at me. You're looking at my hair. And that can, that can go. So basically I'm like, so if I get cancer and got to get chemo and it all falls out, you're going to go cheat on me. You know what I mean? Like that, maybe not to that extent. I understand. I understand the one plus one equals two. Um, it's a extreme, it's a harsh, but that's how but, my mind works. My mind goes to no, I, I get it. I get it. But no, I mean, yeah. I mean, even to this day, like when uh, well, the last time I cut my hair, let me tell you why I started growing my hair back. <laughs> so remember, I had cut my hair where it was literally just. The top was had a little bit of length, but my sides were. I I when I say I was so content with that, I was fine with it until my husband told me 
one day it was just I just didn't feel like doing anything like I didn't brush it I, not you know it was okay one of my lazy days my husband told me I look like somebody's a lesbian auntie it was at that moment I said <laughs> nope <laughs> and it's nothing against anybody if that's that's your thing that's your thing it's fine but when someone who I am um married to married and intimate with <laughs> tells me that that's what I look like to me that was a sign of okay it's 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 just time to do something different you can still say short if you wanted to but just do something different and maybe that's not the short style maybe right. that's not the short style right and I was yeah. like hey, so I just feel like this my bad <laughs> that's how I took that um, but I love my short hair, but what I think a misconception of uh, as far as socially is, I think women, especially African-American women with certain short hairstyles are taken more seriously. Um, that is and I feel is. that way because I, what people don't under, what, I, one thing I don't like people say, oh, I cut my hair off. It's so much easier to maintain. That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. And, I, and I'm saying it because I've had it. You have to keep it cut. So yeah. you got to make sure your lines is right, period. That's one. If you have a longer piece, you got to make sure that that's maintained. And that maintenance is different from the, 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 the cut maintenance. So that's a lie. You have to wear a scarf. That is the one point in time where I couldn't stand it because scarves just don't stay on my head. I don't care what I do. I would probably have to glue a scarf to my head in order for it to stay. Scarves don't like, I put them on and they disappear. Like, I feel like it, that, that TikTok with Scott with Don Bonnet do his own thing at night. That's mine. That's my bonnet. That's my scarf. Way. My hair tie. That's all of it. If I'm sleeping in it. That's just, it is what it is. But with short hair, you have to wear scarf. Like, you have to train it. It don't just lay there. Like, that's not how that works. You still have to condition it. You still have, it's still maintenance in that. And depending on how you have it cut, it can be more maintenance than having all hair. So I, so stop telling people that have a short hair is less maintenance. That's a lie. <laughs> but I say that because I have seen it. I have seen a young lady with longer hair and then when she cut it for some reason the the room around her shifts it's different it's and, and to me it seems as if socially she's looked at as taking being more serious about herself but I, I wonder like, I will say I wonder if it's I will say this because when I cut when I cut my hair like I say I started attracting a different type of man different whole world, different racism man okay um but I will say that because I finally did it and I did what I wanted to do versus for so many years being told, don't cut it, don't cut it, don't cut it. Your care is your value. Your hair is your value. Finally being like, you know what? Middle finger yeah. to the sky. I'm cutting it off. I think I walked differently. So I wonder if it's not just that they cut it, but in cutting it, they let something go and something else comes in. Now, so that, that is day. something that I do believe happens when you cut your hair, which is why when girls, which is why now as an older, as an older young lady, when I see people cut their hair, I don't go, oh my gosh, she depressed. I go, you know what? I, I commend her, you know, because she may be, I feel like Tiffany Haddish just did it. And I feel like she did it and she, she a weight 
lifted off her. She she was already like woohoo, but I feel like even looking at her, she's she's a lighter. Like it's 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 a. And it could exactly be a, a vision, a, a, a point, or seen as a new start, which is cool. Definitely, which is definitely cool. I, I'm I'm all for cut off the old and start all over again. But Trust I think me. that might be why they get taken more seriously because now when they walk in a room, they command. I feel like in a lot of ways, especially if you want to cut your hair and you don't, there's this weight in your head psychologically that's like, I really want to cut it, and so you find yourself shrinking because you find yourself comparing yourself to well becky has long hair well maria has long hair well ming has long hair well shonda well, I, can't, hair. I can't do this hairstyle i can't do that hairstyle mm-hmm. i can't do get in your head whereas when you cut off your hair you're not in i'm not in competition with becky we her hair is down to her butt she white with long hair this chick is asian latino this my hair is short and curly girl bad <laughs> like you like you know what i mean it sets you apart that you you take yourself out of a competition mm-hmm. and there is something so freeing about removing yourself from the female on female woman on woman competition especially whether romantically or in the business world that you're like you know what i'm gonna walk in this door and oh i didn't and people who may not have seen you before because you you shrank you did this see you now because you walk in a room with more presence so i wonder Mm -hmm. if maybe it's the fact that they cut their hair gives them more confidence and so the confidence is why they're taken more seriously and that could definitely be like you could definitely be hitting the nail on the head with that. Um, definitely. Um, because you know, we both cut our hair and we definitely you you do feel a difference in it. Um mm-hmm. yeah, and that's that's just my observation as far as you know, society accepting it. And I will say what I do appreciate, even though it's sad that we're still going through this whole thing of acceptance, uh, in reference to hair. Um right. I will say I I do appreciate the movement in hair. Rather you be relaxed, rather you be short, small head, bald head, <laughs> rather you be um, mohawking it, rather you be the mullet party in the back, this is in the front, whatever. I feel like also I feel like hair in itself is kind of breaking stereotypes because remember at one point punk rock. You had to have the short, spiky color, red, blue, green, 50 different colors. Now, to be honest with you, you can walk in the Fortune 500 company and see the secretary sitting there with red, blue, green streaks and talking to you like the person that you are normally used to seeing on television with blonde hair, blue eyes, Becky. And I think and, a lot of that... And I feel like, yeah, as society is slowly very slowly mm-hmm. growing to that um and I, I i just think a lot more needs to happen um yeah because when you have coaches cutting off people's hair and but i think a lot of that is going to keep changing and i say it as as our age group become the leaders I think you're still going to have the extreme conservatives and the extreme liberals and the extreme, you're going to have these friends. But as long, while the average keeps growing and running these companies and is not judging somebody by their tattoos, because that's a wine for another time, but they used to do the same thing, or their hairstyles, I think as long as that happens, you're going to continue to see social acceptance because people, our age range is not 
I'm not saying that we're not shallow. I'm not saying that we don't judge people by looks. That's just human nature. But I think we at least take a moment to go, hmm. We've become a little more open. We, we are more open and we take a moment to pause instead of automatically just assuming things about somebody. Because right. as said, we realize you can be a lawyer with dress. You can be a secretary with spike hair. You can be a doctor and be goth. Is that, that degree, that intelligence, what's in your head? And Erica Badu had an awesome quote. She said, I'd rather a natural mind and a relaxed head than a relaxed mind and a natural head. And I think our generation is, is more of the natural mind in a relaxed head than the, than the people before us who very much were judging a whole lot on physicality, whether it be race. Right, or- but I feel like that was because of the generation before them and like society. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like our generation is pretty much the first generation to actually see see things that our parents went through and know we have the ability to change it and actually shift right and, and actually to, to shift it so and i think that's what's happening right now is a shift um i'm just hoping it don't shift with too much extreme like I, I need for us to shift and balance not go from the extreme that our great grandparents had to the to the other side. I need us to shift and realize there is a balance. Like it, we're not saying that you can't have. I just want us, our generation, to remember that there's a time and a place and a season for everything. For and that's literally for everything. Right. Not just what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see, what you don't see. For everything. It's a time for the things that you don't like. It's mm-hmm. time for it. It's the time for things that you love. It's, it's a season for things that you might not be that comfortable with. Okay. This is just where we are right now. And, and to learn to uh, embrace it, take the lessons from it, take the meat off the bones, and leave the rest alone. And I feel like that's the issue. Leaving the rest alone is the issue that is our generation's biggest hiccup taking the meat off of it and leaving everything else to let it be take what you need from it take the nutrients from it and all the other stuff throw it away we get so caught up on holding on to the other stuff we forget we already got the nutrients you don't already got what you needed let that stuff go like let it go (laughs) and i think though that's what we're moving toward as we as we socially accept more and more, there's good and bad, but since we just talking hair, as far as the hair goes, I think we're moving in that direction and having, and actually really having these conversations and challenging why is somebody with dreads in any position a problem? Why are locks a problem? Why are twists a problem? Why are braids a problem? Why is blowout a problem? Why is this a problem? Why? why? And, right. and then especially, and- this is the other thing, especially if this person can't if it's a problem for this person but this person takes it and changes the name and now it's acceptable right but i think because we're having those conversations to challenge including that Mm -hmm. that what's socially acceptable and because when you ask why and the answer is not good and it's not valid and we've realized that and people can admit i don't really have a good reason for that 
well, let's talk about changing it. Okay. I will say that I think that we are moving forward in, in, in social acceptance. And for that, I will say cheers to that. And cheers to that. Okay. So now that our glasses should be empty, <laughs> should be, um, Siobhan, tell us, what is your rating on your uh, Shiraz this evening? So this Shiraz says, um, our Tara Barossa Shiraz displays good fruit, lift, and fragrance on the nose. The distinctive ripe plum flavors are complemented by soft tannins and an, an appealing spiciness. Why did you have really, to read it? Like, hold on, tell me. Why did you have to read that like you were reading the back of a, a book? <laughs> like, oh, it was a trailer. Listen, that's, how, that's how I read, okay? That's <laughs> how I do this. Okay, y'all know I read, I read the back of Um. So this Australian Shiraz, it's, it's good. Um, I drank the whole glass. So you know what? I will give this a solid 3.5. And the reason being, I just kind of, I think it could shift to the four. It, I just really would want to taste it warm to, to co-sign that. Because me, for me to give you a four or above, you have to be good cold and warm, period. Um, I did, when I smelled it, it's the plum. But there's something else in this because... And I think, did I have a Shiraz lately? I think I may have just had another Shiraz, like a different one. And so I'm tasting- What's the wine tasting, so- Yeah, I'm tasting a similarity and I like the, I enjoy it. Like, I appreciate this. This um, would be really good with like a lamb. I could see this with something fatty or heavier. I think a Shiraz is good um, with a nice baked chicken. Um, juicy though. Don't don't dry that. Don't dry don't that. Dry my chicken, girl. Don't, don't dry, dry my chicken. chicken. <laughs> it's gotta be something juicy with it. Um, so like I say, I know lamb is fat or another fat meat. Oh Lord. Okay, another fat, fatter type of meat is good. Um, it's a very good, it's it'd be a solid dinner wine. It's a solid dinner wine for me. And I will, like I say, give it a 3.5. And what what about short? I concur. Even though we're not drinking the same thing, I concur. Um, this is definitely a wine for a, a, a heavy meat dish, mm-hmm. as they say, um, a, a nice meal. I do think that the plum, you can definitely taste, because I tasted it in... Um, is that what's in yours too? Is a plum? Is it is am I? I definitely and I tasted it. plums are my when I could eat fruit were my favorite. So that's why when I first tasted it, I was like, ooh, that was a nice, pleasant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, hey, you remember that taste, don't you? Uh, <laughs> that flavor. Uh, so it's definitely that. Um, I also mine is chilled. It's not cold. So, and I feel like if you, and no, it's not chilled. Well, I mean, mine also in the refrigerator. So I, they, yeah, mine is, it was only in the refrigerator for about an hour. So uh, it's okay, it's slightly chilled. It's not cold. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the way that this is supposed to be or room temperature. I don't feel like this Shiraz is supposed to be something that you leave in the refrigerator for like some hours and then drink. I feel like that would take away from um, the taste of it. Kind of like, what was it? The pin, was it the Pinot Noir that we had that we were like 
Yeah, we're not going to... Yeah, I think Pinot... You know what? I think they're heavier ones. Like a Pinot Noir seems heavy to me. The Chirons with the plum, because plums are heavier fruits, seems heavier. So I feel like the heavier wines don't really lend themselves well to being cold. They tend to to be cold. Right. Even with with lifting the bottle, um, and that's something that I have noticed. I've been noticing uh, weights of the different wines um, in the bottles, this is heavy. The bottle itself is heavier. That's a good point. Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I feel like, girl, we learning. I, and I feel like we on to something, but when we get one of the wine experts to really tell us what we on to, girl, it's going to be amazing. Um, but my overall rating for this Shiraz is, it's going to be, I'm going to say a four. I'm going to give this a four. Um, I do enjoy this and I'm finding out that I may enjoy more reds than I actually thought because I enjoy the Pinot Noir. I do feel like these are should be very good with a nice lamb steak with some asparagus over a bed, bed of brown rice, you know, or oh, mashed potato, dinner. a nice mashed potato, right? Like a nice dinner. Like this would be really, really good with, um, all right, shoe fly. This was good for me. I like it. I like it. I definitely do like it. And the fact that it has a slight aging of slight because it's 2013. I feel like, I don't know if that has something to do with anything, but maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? But I, I enjoyed this. Um, and I'm not finished with my glass, but I've been taking my time. Okay. I've been, I have enjoyed it. I have Definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, so a solid four from Miss Tae Michelle. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, Roman. Yeah, Roman is Roman. For those who don't know, I had a Pitbull Great Day mix that is a big, big baby. And if you watched the last episode, you saw his little nose because he had to make an appearance. So yes, yes, that's that's Roman. Um, well, that brings us to the conclusion of another wonderful episode of a little something to whine about with me, Tae Michelle, and Shimon Camille. <laughs> and please be sure to subscribe to our channel. Join us each and every Wednesday as we whine about a new topic. Go to the website. Let us know. Also, comment below. Let us know what you're thinking, what you're drinking. Um, what do you feel about social acceptance in reference to hair? Um, let us know. Yes, no, is it changing? Is it staying the same? We want to hear from you. And remember, as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Bye. Bye.